Hello and welcome back to the A3 Footy Podcast. My name is Alex Catalano. We're back with the season reviews today, Alex Miller, and we are on to the West Coast Eagles. Just from what we were saying before we started recording here, I don't know how much positive we're going to find out of this mob. Yes, well, it's a great point, Cat. It's good to be back as well. Uh, look, there's there were some good points. There were some good players that emerged and improved. But all in all, missing out on the eight, I think West Coast will be very disappointed with how the 2021 season panned out. Alex Doherty, we're all probably expecting them to at least make finals again in 2021, and they couldn't even do that. Ended up finishing ninth, very disappointingly. I think I even had them uh, in the top four at the start of the year, so obviously didn't quite meet my expectations of them this year. Yeah, well, yeah, I think I think a lot of expectation was on about the Eagles this year was to get them into the um yeah in in that top six. I thought. You know, even last year, you know, towards that end, that that final against Collingwood was very disappointing. Mm. I thought, you know, the Pies were only there to make the numbers, and to see them to see them not even get up for that was was very disappointing. And to mm. see them now, you know, just absolutely miss finals altogether. I think a lot lot a lot, lot of things to talk about with, with with this team, and I'm not quite sure where you, where you boys see West Coast heading into next year, but mm. oh. Can we can we find some good cats? I'd love to know. Yes, I think I think we can find a little bit of good, and I guess uh, for me, Miller, I'll start with a man by the name of Nick Natnui this yes. year. Uh, got himself a full season in, which was very good to see. He's had a very injury interrupted past few years, so very good to see the big man get back to his best full year on the park after he was still having some limited minutes uh, last year. Yeah. Um, so for him to finally play out full games and obviously be rewarded for it as well was uh, probably my biggest positive out of the season for the Eagles. Yeah, yeah, I love that, Cat. It's a great call. He had a great year, obviously, all the show. And boys was fantastic. Career highs across the board. He plus three in disposals, 15 a game. Uh, his clearances were outstanding. Went from 4.2 career average to 7.2, boys, which is just <laughs> absolutely phenomenal. The hitouts went up by six, ranked in the elite category, and hitouts to advantage were 12.3 per game. And as you said, Kat, the biggest thing was continuity. He played every mm. game. Um, he looked good, Doc. He was fit and he was moving well. And hopefully another strong year again for him next year. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think his um, his best and fairest win uh, this year was justified, boys, because I think the way the way he the way he reads the play so well in in ruck contests was was gold class. And I, you and I, Miller, we, we were talking about Sean Darcy yes, in the, in, in the Frio season <laughs> review, and and. You know, I thought I thought what we had there was a great was a great discussion. Mm. Listening back on the replay, and I, I think Nick Nat's only just a just a, a fraction ahead of Darcy for mine in terms of in terms of the rock elites. And I know you won't agree with that. Well, I no, think... I definitely agree. He had a great year, and I think they both had great years respectively for their clubs, and it was it was very good. And look, there were, there were plenty of other positives as well, boys. You look around at. I thought Dom Shee, Doc, is a guy obviously polled. Really well on the Brownlow for the West Coast. And uh, look, I thought he was really good. 26 touches a game. Uh, his tackles were really good, 2.3. Marks, a five a game. Clearance is five a game. Kicked nine goals in 22 games, but plus five on his career average. So he had a very strong season. He did, he did have a very good year, Dom Sheed. And I think in a year where a lot of West Coast mids got hampered severely by injury, mm. he, he, he was one player that was, you know, consi- was more consistent than others from start to end. I think. How many? I think West Coast only had West Coast had about five players that played all twenty-two games this year, and Sheed was one of them. Nick Nat was another one, and uh, as well, you know, guys like Jamie Cripps and Tom Cole, who I thought both had underrated seasons. Mm. Um, in a year where I think 
West Coast had a lot more negatives than positives. And, you know, I think when we talk about West Coast structure as well, Cat, I think, mm. um, you know, West Coast do pride themselves more on sort of a zone, a zone defense and sort of more, more spacing than anything else, you know, and, and I think it's, it's clearly justified here that first in the comp for marks and first for contested marks as well. And, yeah. and, and even as well, considering the fact that Yo was, Yo had a bad, Yo had a pretty off year due to injury. Uh, Shuey didn't play much and Kelly had knee injuries in that second half. First in the comp for center clearances as well is, is, is quite extraordinary when you think about it. Yeah. Well, I think um, in terms of their best win, which we've talked about a couple of times for other teams, uh, that match against Port really showed what they can do when their midfield is up yeah. and firing. They smash the center clearances. They use it to their advantage to take that uncontested possession on the outside. Um, but what you were saying with the defenders as well, boys, obviously Hearn and McGovern missing uh, seven games each throughout the year. Uh, I thought it gave prime opportunity for a few guys that did stand up and showed what they can do. Tom Cole, probably the one that stands out the most. Um, I know we've had our, our words to say about a young man by the name of Josh Rotham at times, but I thought he took some big steps as well this year, great year in the absence of those two experienced boys. Alex Witherden, probably the one that I thought probably should have gotten a bit more opportunity. He only played the nine games, but I thought when he was in, he showed that he is still a player that can be a best 22 defender. And I think if they're looking for an eye to the future mm. the Eagles, he's definitely got to be getting more games than nine come next year. Well, that will be the thing, won't it, boys? We saw Hearn and Kennedy get the one-year deals uh, late last week, and probably Hearn's last year, you'd say. And I think that that was the thing. You're looking at the stats here, Cat, on Witherden that you just spoke of. Career high, 22 touches a game, 18 kicks out of the 22. It's just mm. absolutely outstanding. Meters gained as well up by uh, 75 odd to 475 from, from 400 the year prior. And it was good. It was good. He gets his hands on it and he, and he was working hard as well defensively, I thought. So he was definitely improved. And I like the call on Rotham uh, mm. as well. Yeah, Oscar Allen as well, another one who I thought came on pretty well this year. Um, I know we've also had our doubts at times, but he was third in the club goal kicking, um, just behind obviously the two key pillars in Kennedy and Darling. So his best tough, year so tough year far. for him though, Cat, in terms of he was thrown around a bit. And yeah, he was. If he played as a full time forward, I think he could have gotten himself up closer to the thirty five. Sort well, of that, 40 that's right, yeah. Well, he got yeah 28 in 21 games, Doc. He played probably half of the games towards the back end of the year in the back line. So I don't really know what Adam Simpson and the Boffins are doing there. I suppose before we get to Ned, he was just on that, that port game cat that you speak of. Just had a quick look at the numbers here, boys. You both mentioned the midfield and the guys here, Gaff 36, Redden 31, Kelly 28 and a goal, Shiri 28 and Dom Shee 24. Well, it showed, it showed what they could do when they were all fit yeah. and healthy and working right. together, Doc, right. which unfortunately, I guess, to tie into the <laughs> negatives, we didn't see that too many times out of West Coast in uh, this season. Yeah, well, well, that, well, that's it. You know, we've already we've sort of already discussed it already. And, you know, Yo, Yo for mine is probably West Coast. West Coast is probably second most important player behind Nick Nat. And, yeah. he, only played, and he only played the 12 games. And, well, it definitely you know, showed this season, that's for sure. It hurt yeah. him. Yeah, absolutely, it hurt him, and and as well, Luke Shuey only played the seven games. Just had a a year that's just severely hampered with bad hamstrings, and well, hopefully you know, he gets the captaincy as well, Doc, according to Matt Randall. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, look, if, if it gets his hamstrings right, then I'm I'm definitely all for that. Um, <laughs> as well, look before I want to touch on some of the more statistical negatives as well. Uh, a couple of players, a couple of youngsters that found themselves into the team towards that second half of the year, I was quite impressed with. 
You know, Luke Edwards had a, had a good game. Mm. I, can't, I can't remember who it was against, but I remember him being talked about highly. It might have been the Richmond game, actually, that he played well at. I'm, I'm, I'm not quite sure. But uh, Foley played well against us. Luke Foley had a great Yeah, Fo- Foley was another one I was going to bring up. He was probably mm. the next person I was going to mention. And and also Connor West, who was picked up in the mid-season draft. Mm. I thought, not, 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 not the flashiest player by any means, but I think the way he uh, attacks the contest, the way he competes, I think, you know, in a season where West Coast sort of lacked players that were quite defensive um, and and lacked that sort of contested, hard-nosed edge, yeah. I, th- I, th- I thought he was very good for them, and I, th- I can see a spot for him in the future. Um, just So statistically, you know, their defensive pressure is the, the one thing that concerns me, boys. Um, hmm. 18th in the comp for tackles and uh, 15th for tackles inside 50. So they're, wow. they're very, we all know they're a good zone team. But when you know the ball's in dispute, you know they, they sort of they sort of go they sort of go missing a lot, and I think that was quite evident in their, in, in quite a few of their games this year, um, particularly the two games where they got blown out by ninety plus. The one against Geelong mm. and the one against Sydney, both at Cadinia Park. Uh, ironically, they do not like that ground, Doc. They'll be very happy they don't have to play there again anytime soon. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'll look. Um... Uh, imagine if you were uh, asking the question about uh, the Eagles playing at Cadinia Park, Cat. I'd, I'd love to know what sort of answer Simpson gets. Get my head chewed off, that's for sure. <laughs> but, um, no, look, I want to hear what you boys think as well in terms of negatives because I think as well, 14th and 14th in the comp for um, stoppage clearances as well, I think it's a little bit concerning. Yeah. It's, very, it's very interesting, isn't it, when you think about it because the amount of time the West Coast have the ball, Cat, you think that, if you lose it, you've got to be prepared to get it back and, and work your arse off for it. But you don't have to look at those those great stats that Doc read out to know that you just couldn't see that this year. Mm. And Nick Nat was their leading player for contested possession, which, you know, mm. he's, he's a fantastic... We know what he adds as a ruckman in there that can win his own ball, but he shouldn't be the one that is winning it the most, especially when no. you've still got guys like Sheed and Redden and Kelly playing a lot of games throughout the year. Yo was top five and he only played 12 games this season, so I think that's pretty telling of the, the lack of intensity of the ball. Um, overall, I just thought they were exposed on that over-reliance on their senior players, the Eagles. Mm. We've seen some teams really cycle through their depth really excellently, and I think the Eagles got exposed as a team that doesn't quite bat as deep as some of the other finals contenders Really, that was something that, that I think was shown a lot at times throughout this year was the team that was either healthier or could bat the deepest. And we've seen teams like Richmond do that throughout the years uh, and obviously had their depth pilfered away because of it. But, um, yeah, I thought they got really exposed in that regard. In terms of a couple of individual guys that I wasn't probably the most thrilled with their year of, um, Liam Duggan, I thought, was probably supposed to come on a bit more than he did this year and he showed games of, of real brilliance. He started um, but, red hot, didn't he, Cap? Yeah, he, he moved up a bit further up the ground and he was getting touches and he was impacting the play and oh. being a really sort of offensive driver of the ball. But yeah, I thought he kind of just regressed back to his to his average and didn't really progress much further than that. Only ended up playing the fourteen games in the end with a few injury issues here and there. Yeah, as well, uh, I I think yeah, I think he had um he had a, he had a knee injury um towards a, towards that sort of midway point of the year and I think yeah, you know, once you once you sort of injure your knee, I think history indicates that mm. you know you you, you you do struggle to find that sort of continuity. Because I, I agree, I thought Duggan's start to the year was brilliant. Yeah, and... thirty six touches against uh, Collingwood uh, in round five. It was fantastic. Yeah, that's right, and and I, and I think Kelly as well sort of battled on, sort of lacked that impact he has in recent mm. years. Uh, you know, after he injured his knee against, I think it was the Bombers in the middle of the year. I thought he sort of 
sort of uh, struggled to ma- struggled to find that impact when he got back. And sort of whilst talking about whilst talking about injuries, I thought the defensive half as well got severely depleted. I mean, we talked about guys like Rotham and and um, and the like being and Foley as well, sort of you know getting those games. But Shannon Hearn only played the fifteen games. You know, Jerry McGovern played the fifteen games. Barras only played the sixteen games as well. Yeah, well, the multiple points throughout the season were there without three of their most experienced defenders. Doc, mm-hmm. and they were lucky they had Shepard in there really to, to help out the young boys, or they would have been. Shit out of luck. <laughs> well, that, that's that's a great point. That's a very good point. And um, look, somehow I, ja- somehow Jackson Nelson played nineteen games. Alex Miller. Yeah, look, he's conned his way into that. One guy who did, uh, we've got to mention with the most improved boys. I thought Tom Barras took really good strides this year. He he looked like he's worked really well on his uh his marking game, which is really impressive. And I think that he's definitely getting a lot more credit. I, I think one guy as well who was a bit disappointing boys, Liam Ryan, and I just. Didn't feel the impact of him this year. Career low in disposals, only 10 a game. He played 14 games, uh, 24 goals, 10. So the year prior, he played uh, 18 games for 26 goals. So, look, yeah, I don't know how you judge his season this year. Oh, I'd, I'd say spotty is probably the right word to, to put him. I think... 1.5 as well tackles per game. Sorry, Doc, just there. Yeah, yeah oh, look, I, th- I think... Especially what you've nailed on the tackles, it sort of stems what I've said earlier about you know their tackle pressure, especially especially forward of the ball. Mm. It, it needs to, it needs to be a lot better. And I think I'm not I'm not sure what West Coast numbers were um in 2018. I might actually have a look at that as well whilst you boys uh, keep talking. But yeah, look, I think Liam Ryan. I when when he came on you know in that 2018 year, I thought he was a revelation for them. Mm. I thought he was. Quite quite a potent small forward option. Great great at the foot of the ball and 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 a terrific and a terrific mark as well. But geez, he, he, it's at stages it just feels like he, he sort of regressed. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of had sort of had games where he was non-existent. I think there was uh, I think there was a one uh, towards the midway point of the year. I knew I know against us um, against the doggies uh, in Perth that he he was basically non-existent. Mm-hmm. And I think and I think he did have a, a, an injury as well at some point in the year because he only played the 14 games. So there's no doubt that his best is very good and I think if he gets a clean run at it, he's yeah, um he, he's very he's a very capable, you know, he's very very capable Australian. I don't I don't necessarily agree that he should have been all Australian last year, but I think he is a very capable all Australian forward in 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 the future. Oh, so yeah, thanks for reminding us all of that one, Doc. That was a, <laughs> an interesting selection. He closed out the year well, I thought. Ryan kicked bags of three uh, in his last two games against Freo and Brisbane. He kicked four goals about halfway through the year against Carlton. So he had his games where he was up and about. But yeah, all in all, like most of the Eagles squad, really disappointing, inconsistent performances with injuries somewhere in the middle there. Um, which just yeah, I thought. But on the opposite end of that, I did like in the forward line, uh, young Jermaine Jones, who I thought made an impact at times, Miller, when he came in. So if yeah. I had to look at a positive out of the forward group, I'd definitely put Jones up there. Yeah, and Rorder with a new deal as well, Cat, which is which is good for him and his development. So I suppose as well, <clears throat> on those A-grade whoopings that were dished out at Cardinia Park, the Sydney game, Cat, stands out to me. That's the worrying one where... Look, Darling's still playing, um, Kelly's playing, Yo's playing, um, Duggan, Hearn, Kennedy, McGovern, Nat, Nick Nat, mm. Sheed, Shepard, Shuey. So all there's, guys there's are, no excuse really. For no, that kind not of... to get absolutely smacked around like that. So 
Combined, yeah, uh, I think an average losing margin this year of 94 points down there. And as you mentioned, <laughs> I don't ever want to play there again the, uh, <laughs> the, um, down at the Cattery. So, yeah, look, uh, it was definitely tough. But there was some most improves. Who have you boys gone for, though? I'm very excited to see. It's a hard one at the Eagles. Uh, I think there's a few guys we've touched on so far that you could very easily put up um, as the most improved player for the year. I think... Oh, I might go with Cole, I think, this year. He was, like we said before, a very consistent year as a defender. He had to stand up with a lot of those guys out. Um, And he was quite strong, I thought, overall. Averaged uh, just under 14 disposals a game. He was right in the mix as one of their best rebounders, best markers um, throughout the year. So, you know, kudos to him for the year he had. it would have been hard to, and would have been easy to to sort of fall away if you had the guys like McGovern and Hearn not yep. there at times. But he was one that stood up and actually took on the challenge really effectively. So I think I'd probably choose Cole as my most improved this year. I like that. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think Cole's a really good shout. As I said um, earlier, I think he had a really good year. You know, I've been been long a critic of his work. Um, sort of not sure what he brought to the team at, at times, but I thought you know this year was quite good. I thought I thought he was quite. It was consistently courageous going back against the against the flight of the ball a lot and was very good. Um, Jones, uh, Jones was a good one as well. I thought boys, yeah. um, sort of on on it was he only he only played I think it was a couple of senior games at Geelong a few years ago and sort of couldn't get a crack in that team. Played a couple of games at West Coast last year and and I thought this year you know sort of played played a large bulk of the games. You know, fifteen games in, in return for eleven goals, sort of. In in a sense, I'd say opportunistic is 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 a word I'd use to describe how he approaches the goals because I think he he bobs up at at times where you didn't we don't really expect him to and but as well I think a, a huge a critically underlying point with how he plays the games is tackle is his tackle work you know we talked about West Coast being a very hmm. poor tackling team and and even and even in their premiership year their, their tackle numbers weren't great I think they were bottom four for tackles overall and I think bottom six for tackles inside fifty yeah. But I think what jo- what Jermaine Jones brings to this, especially in that forward half, is grit. Is grit, and yep. you know, average average over three tackles this year, playing predominantly as a forward, and and fifth and eleven goals three from from fifteen games. It's it's not a bad return. Jermaine Jones is not going to be a player that's going to um, set the world on fire or kick forty goals in a year. Yeah. But I think, but I think he adds a, he adds a really solid role piece to, to the West Coast team heading into twenty twenty two and beyond. Yeah, I like both those shout boys. I'm going to go someone different though. I'm going to go with uh, Josh Rotham. I think that he was Oy. good. And he, he played played his role when he had to, and really, you know, I'm a big fan of that. Did what he did what he had to. He played 19 games this year. I, I suppose the only question for me, boys, is just going to be around what type of role he plays. Is he going to be inter- intercept? Is he going to be a spoiler? Is he going to be sort of a possession? Is he going to be like a Jake Colajesny? At Geelong, or is he going to be more key position, or what's going to happen? Because he's a fantastic player. Because he's one ninety three, he's probably not key position, but he's got good long arms and moves well. And look, if Jared Brander as well wasn't going, boys, I would say him for most improved because I thought he had a really good year and very surprised that he wasn't retained by West Coast for sure. Good year and limited yeah. opportunity for Brander, mm. definitely. Yeah, well, well, GWS has him now, and I hope they. Do 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 something good with him because I thought even last year in particular where he sort of played in a mm. in a variety of roles you know Brand I thought was particularly impressive yep. and and uh, look I I think 
with about what you said about Rotham, I think, look, I, I can definitely see him as sort of that third intercept tool. Um, Barras sort of, Barras sort of looks like this year, he, he looks more, more equipped to tackle the, um, the big behemoths in the forward line and McGovern can still be McGovern and float in for, um, intercept marks where he need, where he needs to. Yep. Um, and Rotham, Rotham can be that sort of other guy that can pick off and spoil sort of, sort of reminds me at stages of, of when, of, of Dylan Grimes when Rance was still there. Okay. Yeah, that's like a good it, it, I like that. It, yeah. it, in a sense, so no, I, I really like that. MVP, MVP for the year. I oh. think um, by, by uh, consensus, we might be looking at Nick Nat here <laughs> I think, as the MVP. It's hard to go past him. Like I said, the year he had back to his best, his hit out average is right up there with some of his best footy. Rewarded for it with the All Australian selection, the only eagle selected in the All-Australian squad of 40 and then uh, actually in the team as well. So he would absolutely be my pick. I don't think I could go past him for this year. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, that's, that's pretty pretty fair call as well. Um, You know, Dom Sheed finished second. Gaff finished third. I thought, yeah, I mean, Gaff was okay. Probably not, not as impactful as uh, others around him, not just at West Coast, but... Um, around the competition as well, but I think yeah, as we as we've said from the start, Nick Nat for mine would be the MVP. Um, you know, played every game, didn't do a foot wrong. A lot of people have questioned about his you know aerobic capacity as well, boys. I don't think we've sort of mentioned that. I think he played a lot of his games where he sort of played around that sort of 80 percent game time, whereas other rucks sort of play a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um, look, I, I I don't I I honestly don't mind. I think I think. What he presents, what he presents to the game in the time that he's on the ground, I think is quite is quite beneficial to the um to the Eagles lineup and and we, we talk about why Nathan Vardy was getting was getting games. It's oh, probably for that very probably for that very reason. <laughs> yeah. he's... Don't mention that name ever again. <laughs> look, look, we're, look, don't we're, we're doc, mentioned... just don't. <laughs> we, 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 we've got we've got to be brutally honest here. Uh... Oh, we we will be. I mean, he should have retired three years ago. That guy. I'm not sure. <laughs> How he managed to get a game this year. But, no, I definitely agree with both your shouts, boys. Nick Nat, outstanding season. And for good reason that we compared him and Darcy because both these boys are, it's a easily top five rucks in the comp cap. Yeah, you'd have to say so. It, it does. I think I said it on the free episode, but it does make me wish that Nick Nat was five or six years younger so we could see these two going head-to-head for the next half a decade or next decade. But. Unfortunately, we're not we get today. the time machine. We could, we could put him in there in the, with the Will Schofield uh, merger machine that came on the show many years ago. Now, oh dear, we won't, we won't flash no. back to that one. Um, but this, this might be our longest segment for any team of this uh, this mm. one. The what do they need for next year? I think we've spoken a lot about the Eagles' dock and where they're heading. In the future, they're, as I said before, they've shown to have a lot of reliance on these veterans without necessarily blooding the kids in the way that some other teams that are still pushing for finals have been. They were exposed for it a lot this year, missed finals because of it, because of all these injuries. And now they look to be confused as to whether they need to rebuild or keep pushing and go for another play with the squad they've got. Well, well, it's interesting because if you look at look at the core list of the, this this team, you know, uh, Kennedy's getting old, but I think he's gonna, he's committing to another year. So is Hearn. So it speaks to me that West Coast are are, are, are ripe for an, for one more year. Well, the question like they, is, is it the right decision? Uh, look, if if they can somehow manage to string it together, then it's 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 genius at work from Adam Simpson. Otherwise, it's a pretty bad it's a pretty bad decision for mine. I think it's um. Look, 
I don't, I don't look. I, I don't uh, question the fact that I think you know they have they, they have every right to have one more crack at it because I think the list is, the list there is has shown that they can win, but you know they can't they can't afford another year where they have these sort of injuries no. and and ex- and expect you know younger more inexperienced players to, to step in and fill and, and and do the job. It, it's just not going to work. Um, the drafts the drafts critical for, drafts critical for them uh, not for next year but for beyond. Um, they've got they've got that pick in the top ten, um, which I'm very interested <coughs> to hear about what you what you boys will um, what you boys think they need with it. I I, I think um, in terms of what they need, midfield uh, younger midfield depth would be it would be a good option. I, I really like the look of um, their, that young West Australian boy um, Matty Johnson. Um, I think he, he he's a kid that not doesn't have doesn't have that that explosive, explosive athletic attributes, but he's very very intelligent with how he uses the ball and how he reads the play. Hmm. And I think I think God, uh, somebody like him can really can really help ben, benefit them. You know, maybe five years down the track, not gonna not gonna benefit him right away, but I think he's gonna be. I think he'll be critical to what they need in the future. Yeah, yeah. I like that call. I think as well, Cat. When you look at the draft selections, as Doc mentioned, they got ten. They got twenty nine and thirty five, and. As we've talked about this this draft, which we'll get into in a couple, in about a week's time with the preview, has got some great talent from WA, South Australia, uh, Queensland, Victoria, obviously. But there's some great, obviously, local talent for West Coast. They have a crack at it, um, twenty nine and thirty five, and I think those picks there, Cat, are critical to nail. So I think um, what they need. Look, I like I said, I wouldn't have let Brandon go. I think he would have been good, and I think you hit it on the nail on the head both of you earlier when you talked about the depth of this list and. Losing players isn't something they really should be trying to do. So, mm. and they didn't they didn't get anyone in the trade period off the top of my head, boys. That I can did they even recruit anyone? I don't think so. No, I think I think they were pr- pretty quiet in the trade period. Uh, yeah, Sam so, Seaton coming in. Oh yes. yes. <laughs> well, then Doc is correct. Pretty quiet. Um, <laughs> no, didn't do very much. I don't know. Maybe maybe a bit of a uh, bit of pace on the outside or something for me. I think the Eagles have shown that they are a bit of a team that likes to take the uncontested ball, the kick mark kind of game. Um, I think if Adam Simpson wants to move this team forward, shifting the game plan a little bit to we've seen teams that do like to take the game on have been rewarded. And the teams that do like to go a bit slower have struggled a bit more in the recent years. So, Well, I'd like to see Kat, one of our favourites here, Isaiah Winder, get a go next year. Obviously injured yeah, a lot of the year, but this young man, 19, he's quick, you know, small operator, 180 centimetres, and he can he could play really high half forward or even deep in the pocket, I reckon. So, Yeah. Well, he, play, well, he played that game against St Kilda at the start of the year, um, was, and yeah. – and I th- and I thought he was quite impressive for um for what he showed. I think he was I think he was the medical sub came on after half time. Mm. I'd get him in. I I, th- I think there is a spot for spot for him in this team. And yeah, look, I, I think is retaining those those veterans, the Hearns, the Kennedys, the right call. I, I think we'll we'll find out in you know mid season next year. But at the moment, I, I think considering what what they've just the year they've just had, they've lost so they you know all their star players were out for um large portions of the year well most of their stars are out for large portions of the year uh, i just i cannot see them un- unless they have a miracle run with injuries well that's right that that's my question then to both of you boys we'll start with you cat is <clears throat> as we know this team's ninth finished 10 and 12 mm. is a fully fit west coast team enough to get them back in the eight is the question i've got to ask i i don't know i i don't think just given the profile, the aging out that's sort of happening around all those key pillars, the injuries that 
suddenly all these midfielders seem to be prone to. Um, I don't know that. I don't know that they can actually be fully fit next year to have a crack. If they are, I think they are. They are a top eight team. I don't know if the game style that they play is premiership worthy at the moment. I think you look at the likes of Geelong and how they've gone against, you know, against teams at the pointy end and we know West Coast have made it work just a couple of years ago, but I think even now the game's shifted a bit even more away from those very possession heavy yeah. uh, kick mark styles to you look at the way the D's play uh, in particular and it's you know, it's that run and gun moving forward at all costs kind of style that Richmond really popularized and I don't know. Unless we see Adam Simpson really shift something around in the game style next year, I, I can't see them winning a flag with the current squad they've got. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm with you, Kat. I think what you said, I, I was actually thinking that as well. Like, If you look at how Melbourne play, they 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 find that perfect balance between that zone defence and then taking the game on. Mm. Um, they, it's, they it's, an, of... it's extreme intensity at forward of the ball, which I don't think I've ever seen from West Coast in the past That's... three years. <laughs> Yeah, they they find they find you know they they find that they absorb pressure from their opposition and then they sort of repel rep, repent it back and you know that's what West Coast needed to do. They, they, I think they need to be more uh, fluent when they're moving the ball um, and as well, you know, fifth in the comp for points against boys. Uh, they mm. and we, we've said it before they they've missed you know Barras missed about six games and McGovern seven. They're the two key pillars, so they need they need those two pretty fit for for next year and. You know, as well, you know, the games that Rotham played, the games that Harry Edwards played, they'll be beneficial, you know, long term. Uh, uh, but I think at the moment you'd be you'd be more versed in making sure that McGovern and, and Barras get as many games as possible yep. next year, fit or otherwise. Well, I suppose it's a point that you both brought up in the question there is they can probably make the eight, but I think you hit it really well, Cat, is that surely Adam Simpson can't sit there now and think that the type of footy they played this year, game style wise, can win them a flag. I just, I just, they've got to recognise that, surely. Mm. It relies a bit too much on all the pieces fitting together perfectly, I think, which obviously, as we see, can work in 2018, <laughs> but it's not a game style that I don't think matches well against the current teams that are sitting up there and will be pushing again next year. So, I don't know. For me, I think the Eagles have what it takes to make the eight next year, and I think they, they very well might, but. I don't think it's going to be enough to win a flag, and it's only going to be downhill from there once the old boys start to retire, really. Yeah. Um, but let's close it off, boys, with our rating of West Coast year. We're going to give it a number out of 10. I'll throw it to <laughs> you first, Miller. Oh, shit, every, oh, yeah. every week, mate, you hit me with the... That's <laughs> <laughs> no, right, I love it. I love the pressure. Look, I, as I said, 10 wins, 12 losses. It was a tough... Set the bar. And as you as you mentioned, Doc, we should have said when we were off air, nine of the last 11 were losses. Um, mm. So, look, tough run to end the season. <sighs> if I'm rating what I expected, I'm going to give them a, a five. I think that... I would have said that they should have made the eight. And I think that particularly making calls on, you know, Simpson and some of the older guys that, you know, nothing needs to change. We just need to come back is, as as we've all just said, all three of us throughout this whole episode is it's going to be wait and see because I tell you what, none of us sitting here are confident right now. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. look, I'll give him five out of ten for the 2021 season. Look. I'm going to be less generous and give him a four. Oh, um, shit. Look, uh, I actually, 
I'm trying to remember where I had them at the start of the year, but I, I do remember saying that I think well, they'll, they'll... Well, I had them top, Doc, so... Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I did say... I, I did think I said I have, had them regressing. I think sort of away from home, they look they look a completely different team and for the, and for the worse. Um, but uh, look, just a lot of these... Look, injuries hampered them and look, that's through no fault of their own, I'm sure, but... Just some of those games, particularly towards the back end of the year. Um, as I did say to your fair Miller, um, a lot of the, you know the way that they ended the season was pretty poor. Mm. Seven of the last seven of the last nine games they lost, and <sighs> you know in amongst that, you know, fifty five points against the Dogs arguably should have been eighty ninety. Yeah. Um, if we if we'd kicked straighter, <laughs> uh, ninety two points against the Swans, um, forty five points against Collingwood. I thought that was a really poor one, considering the fact that Shannon Hearn, I think, was was it his. 300 or 250? Uh, was that the one uh, against Collingwood? This, um, yeah, the one against Collingwood. Yeah, that was his, that was his um, 300. <laughs> yeah, not, not a uh, good one. Congratulations, Shannon. He's an arse whooping. <laughs> <laughs> and, and as well, 38 points against against Brisbane. I thought I thought that game they actually looked like they actually looked like they were trying to take the game on a little bit more. Mm. But you know, Brisbane like but Brisbane are, are a, ter- a terrific offensive team, and they were, they were never they were never going to be up against them, um, at, especially at the Gabba, which we all know is a fortress. Yep, it is a fortress. And yep. as well that lo- and as well that loss against Fremantle, we talked about that being one of Freo's best wins. But I thought as well that it was probably one of West Coast's worst because hmm. eight goals two conceding eight goals two is pretty bad for them. Um, you know, we 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 they've been highly regarded as a defensive team for the last few years, but you know when you look at when you look at all the all the stats here and the facts, you know, fifth in the comp for um, conceding points and fifth in the comp for conceding yeah. the most goals. Oh, yeah. You know, they, they're a very, they, at the moment they've got more, they've got more holes in that, in that team than Swiss cheese. And <laughs> if they can, if they can fix it, look, whether, whether or not that that's within getting more games within the kids, uh, change of game style. I, I'm not, I'm not quite sure, but there, there is, it's pretty clear that something needs to change cat. Yeah, absolutely right. So what Doc's saying is the Eagles need a trip to the deli in the off season to uh, get a get a couple of different kinds of cheeses to fix up that game style. Yeah. Get 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 some cheddar or old English, I reckon. <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to go with about a four as well. Uh, I was very disappointed in the year they had. I had them in the top four in my initial predictions. They looked like a team that could be pushing for a flag again, and they fell way way short of that. Um, realistically, it was for reasons that were a bit out of their control, as we said with the injuries and things like that. But what it did do is expose a lot of the weaknesses that the squad had that maybe we overlooked a little bit in years prior. Uh, if they miss the eight again this year, I will be rating them significantly lower in 2022. <laughs> so I think I said that for a couple of teams, but the expectations are going to be now if they if they don't make finals, uh, that's going to be that's going to be it really for this. For, now it's going to be a rebuild after that, and then you know who knows how many more years, three or four or even five years to get well, back to right. the finals. So. Um, for me, it's a it's a four for a disappointing season for West Coast, and if they don't bounce back, it's going to be worse. <laughs> yes, no, we'll we'll be back here twelve months later with a lot oh, more yes. hell to pay than what we than what we've dished up today. I tell you what, generous with a five is certainly what I've given out. That's for sure. They're going to be hoping they draft very well uh, come next week. But that is going to be all from us on this week's episode of the A Three Footy Podcast. Make sure you go back and listen to our other season reviews. We are cracking into the top eight now, so they will be coming out. 
<laughs> We're absolutely firing them out at this point now. Um, we'll have the Bombers up next, which is going to be very exciting. <laughs> I'm very keen to talk my mob with you boys. It's always a good time talking about the Bombers. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll have to do our darnest to try and reel them in, Miller. It's going to be funny. <laughs> it's going to be good. I will be very level. I'll be very level, don't you worry. Need the uh, child leash out, Doc. I think I've got it here, so we'll be able to, to rein him in. <laughs> Make sure you give us a follow across all our socials, A3 Footy Podcast on Facebook and Instagram, at A3 Footy on Twitter, and there is our email as well a3footy at gmail.com we'd particularly love to hear anything draft related from you with the draft right around the corner we're very excited for that so stay tuned also just as well boys if if there's any eagles fans that listen to this and reckon that we're going too harsh on us uh, you know don't 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 think of it as a big bias we, we try we try to think of it from all angles and uh you've copped a bit you know, from the west coast supporters before doc <laughs> i i, I, I the the first season the first first match review I did this year uh, was, was the uh, the Eagles Suns game round one and I got absolutely crucified at the stake for um for uh, saying uh, Oscar Allen kicked five goals against a mid sized defender and that Tom Bar- Tom Barras isn't isn't as good as a defender as everybody thinks and all of a sudden I hate the Eagles. <laughs> so, but um, no, they'll, they'll be very surprised to hear you compliment some of their players here today, Doc. I reckon. Yeah. Oh, oh look, uh, look, a lot, cha- lot changes in six months. Six months, boys. I think we all know that. For sure. With, with all that said, make sure you join us for the Essendon episode. I've been Alex Catalano. I've been Alex Miller. And I've been Alex Doherty. We're very keen for that. Thanks for listening to the Eagles. Go Dons. Here we go. Next up. <laughs>